Welcome to the 11th edition of the Talk 22 podcast. This week we had a very insightful talk with Kirsty Styles, the Talent and Skills Programme Lead of Tech North, discussing a range of topics including the skills gap, the North and South Divide and the Women Empowering Northern Voices Programme. I'll let Kirsty take it from here and tell you all about her work. Thank you for joining me Kirsty. we're very happy to have you with us this week. If you could just start off by telling me what Tech North is and what you're doing in your role as Talent and Skills Programme Lead and what that kind of encompasses on a day-to-day basis. So Tech North is um, a government-backed organisation. Um, we're backed by the Department for Culture, Media and Sport. Um, and it was created kind of um, around the Northern Powerhouse um, vibe um, to um, get the eight digital um, clusters, uh, the digital cities that we see across the North, everywhere from Liverpool all the way up to Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Um, so to get those guys working together a bit more to start to showcase some of the great companies that are already here. Um, and um, yes, just start shouting about um, the region as a place where you should come and work in, in a digital job or um, build a digital company. Um, in my job, that means um, creating programmes um, that um, look at uh, what we call the digital skills gap. Um, so we believe that um, because our industry moves really quickly, um, it's not always easy to find people with the right experience to do the jobs that need doing now and in the future. Um, and so I create create programs that are designed to do something about that. Um, our flagship program, Northern Voices, um, is about um, women in digital. So women make up only about one in five of the digital workforce. Um, and um, you know there are a variety of reasons for that. Um, the jobs uh, don't necessarily seem that interesting to, to women for, for various reasons. Um, and um, so we wanted to make women who work in our industry more visible. So we did media and public speaker training with 28 women, um, uh, many of whom are based in Liverpool, um, so that they could start um, showing off um, to um, as potential role models to young people um, about the jobs that they do, whether they're techie or non-techie, um, and um, also to try and change the culture of the industry, so to make women more visible on panels in the media, um, and so that our industry might um, start to be um, you know, more open, more inclusive um, to different groups. Um, and um, so that's that's um, and what do I do day to day? So I uh, I have meetings, um, uh, people from from government, from central government, from from local governments. Um, I meet companies and people who need people, um, and um, also people looking for jobs. Um, well, I meet universities, schools, everybody really. So it's a really really big um, area, fourteen thousand square miles, eight cities, uh, and so it's really about how we kind of efficiently um, uh, connect people together um, and and start to solve some of our, our the issues that the region has. I really admire that work because I do know that there is a big north and south divide, not just in tech, but across all industries. So I did read your blog and I know that getting into tech specifically wasn't your first intentions. So my next question would be, what is it about tech that made you want to stay within the industry and what motivates you to work towards creating more diversity within it? Yes, so you've got me. Uh, I'm not a techie by trade. Um, I actually trained to be a journalist um, and... um, uh, as, as, as people may know, it is really hard to get to be a journalist unless your dad is the controller of Radio 4, and unfortunately yeah. my dad is not. Um, and so I um, was really, really struggling to get a job um, a few years ago. Uh, and so I ended up um, meeting somebody who um, ran an app development agency in London. Um, and at the time, um, most of us, some of us still had um, dumb phones. Um, not smartphones, and so mobile was just about to really, really take off. You know, we weren't all glued to our screens uh, as we now are. Um, and so um, I took the job, I was doing PR for this um, this company, SOMO, and um, what I quickly realized um, was um, how powerful all of this stuff was. Um, I'd wanted to be a political journalist, you know, blowing this whole thing open, changing the world, 
And what I'd realized was that, you know, with, with uh, companies like Facebook, Google, um, quickly becoming, um, you know, everything to everybody, um, actually this stuff was pretty, pretty political. You know, it mattered who had access to technology and it mattered who built technology. Um, and um, so um, eventually I ended up um, through networking, 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 getting my first, um, first uh, journalism job that was in um, a, a, a magazine called Mobile Marketing Magazine, which I'm sure sounds very exciting. But genuinely that meant, um, you know, um, essentially Facebook, Google, all those companies are advertising platforms. And so we were covering, you know, the, the minutiae of um, how these companies were building business models and taking over the world. Um, I got to go out to places like Barcelona, where there's um, a, a, a big event called Mobile World Congress every year, um, and that meant meeting, you know, all of the mobile operators, people like Orange, people like uh, Telefonica, O2, um, and all the people that make handsets, Nokia, um, God rest their soul, um, and um, and um, it was just all very, very interesting, and, and, and it really appeared to me that this was very important, and this is how people were consuming news, how people were communicating, uh, and so I was pretty happy that I'd ended up um, accidentally getting into mobile. Um, spent five years doing that, um, writing about um, for various different magazines, writing about technology, um, and um, I guess eventually I got to the point where I was in London. I was working at the New Statesman. Um, Brexit had just happened, and I felt a little bit like I was living in a city where I'd never be able to um, get a house or start a family. Um, you know, essentially propping up the financial sector. Um, uh, and um, I felt kind of sad that I betrayed my roots. I never wanted to move down to London, and I had to for, for work. And so um, taking the job at Tech North was an opportunity to, um, to give something back and, and, and what better way than to actually make people realize that, that um, actually we've got more jobs in digital now than we've got people to do them. We don't have the expertise yet. And um, that's a fantastic story. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, yeah, my job is all, all around um, getting people jobs. And, you know, we know that, get, you know, having a good job um, uh, in a good place, you know, earning money, um, you know, obviously for obvious reasons really, really matters to people. Um, and um, so that is why I care about this kind of stuff. Um, and, and as I said, um, it matters who builds technology. So um, great example, um, Google Maps doesn't have an option for people with mobility issues. Um, if you go around a corner and there are steps, there's no way of Google actually telling you that. And if you're in a wheelchair, that's obviously quite a significant barrier. Um, if 12 years ago they'd had someone sitting around the table who would have said, well, actually, we could make this you know, a million times more powerful if we um, uh, adapted it for the one billion people in the world or so who've got a disability, mm -hmm. then we could make a really, really transformational product. Obviously, the, the product reaches millions of people anyway, mm -hmm. billions of people anyway, sorry. <laughs> but if it had been built with more people in mind, if there'd been someone sat around the table who could have raised that as an issue at the beginning, then they wouldn't have had to uh, reverse engineer it at the end, yeah. you know, try and bolt it on. Um, so yeah, so it really, really matters um, that people um, know that what, how technology works build it if they can but you know be very very aware that um you know your data um it's being transferred it matters mm -hmm. um and um and you know potentially be more empowered to act as digital citizens as we kind of are today that, that all sounds really interesting so you spoke a bit about like um being unable to find a job at first and having to move to London. So I'm thinking, what is your advice to other young people? Because I know there is quite a, long, a lot of young people right now that have like recently graduated and they kind of want to get into the tech industry or like other kind of avenues and they don't want to move to London, but that's where all the jobs are centered around. So what would you advise people like that to do? And like what next steps they should take? I actually think increasingly, um, so first of all, there are loads and loads of businesses up here. Um, if you wanted to work up here today, you could, um, in Liverpool, you could go and work for somebody like Draw and Code, um, who are an augmented reality um, studio. Um, you could go and work for somebody like Living Lens, uh, who are a, a virtual reality kind of medical 
um, services company, really, really interesting interesting folks. But you could also go and work for ShopDirect, uh, one of the biggest employers, uh, commercial employers probably in Liverpool in this sector, um, you know, who are building uh, all of the front and back ends to sell uh, uh, fashion, um, essentially. Um, and are based right here in Liverpool. Um, and then there are, you know, obviously there are, we, we say eight cities, of course, there are many more places in the north than yeah. that, but, you know, you could go to um, Manchester and work for Autotrader or the Co-op. Um, you know, so we've got really, really big brands that are from here uh, or that are based here, and all of them, if they aren't a startup or a digital company, um, you know, from the ground up, they are transforming digitally in a big, big way. Um, Autotrader used to be a magazine mm-hmm. company. Um, and they don't do that at all anymore. So they, the the level to which they've had to hire new people or reskill a workforce is pretty astounding. Um, and um, actually, there's a bit of a trend now for companies moving out of London. It's just too expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and and actually, it's just too expensive for individuals as well. So there's a bit of an inflection point, um, which I think is is going to mean that um, you know there's a lot more um, lot more jobs up for grabs here in, in Newcastle. The uh, Department of Work and Pensions are hiring 800 people, 800 digital people. Um, and um, we've got uh, government departments like the Cabinet Office and um, and the Home Office moving people up here as well. GCHQ, the um, the, the um, government kind of uh, spying agency. Um, and um, so there are jobs out there if you know kind of what those jobs are and, and what those jobs do. I think one of the issues is that we we think that graduates are digital natives, as we call them, just because they've grown up with the internet, mm-hmm. and that's not really the case. Um, you know, you know how to you, your consumers are probably of digital um, information, uh, but not creators mm-hmm. uh, oftentimes. And so, I guess my advice for people would be to um, first of all, you know, obviously uh, use resources like Tech, Tech North. Uh, have a have a look through our website and see what kind of companies are out there, and have a look at the job specs and see what they really require. And if it's digital marketing, that's not. Um, you know, probably too far away from most people's expertise. But if it's um, a data scientist, that's certainly something that you need to train for. Mm-hmm. Um, we've um, worked with um, 16 companies um, for our upskill program, uh, 16 providers of digital skills, um, to um, bring those guys together and, and shout about what they do. Um, so a lot of them do free training. Um, people like um, Liverpool Girl Geeks, um, who many people will know. Um, uh, the Juice Academy runs a um, runs a couple of programs around getting people into digital marketing jobs into companies like Social Chain and Lab Bible. Um, so there are a lot, quite a lot of opportunities either to get paid to train after university or, or, or to get training for free. Um, and I, I guess when I was a journalist, um, I started networking, 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 as I, as I said. And it's just, it, it's just really crazy how once you start pushing doors, more and more doors open. Mm-hmm. And you know, you want to get your name out there, start talking to people, um, you know, be interested, not interesting, don't you know, talk about um, don't, don't don't talk about yourself because the people that you're speaking to, um, you know, have got all sorts of information that they that they can give to you, and, and it actually is is um, I think quite nice to be asked questions. And that was I guess my job as a journalist, but it actually really helped me to understand um, what other people do and how things fit together. Um, but yeah, I would I would say you know just start start applying for for courses and and uh, and just trying stuff you know there's so many resources online things like code academy that you can just start for free if you're really interested in doing stuff like that mm-hmm. loads and loads of courses from like um edx have got courses from harvard university um, and i think people are interested in people that try as opposed to just you know getting turned down for jobs because you've not quite got the right experience just just go out and try and get the right experience get it online get it face to face and yeah just start pushing doors i would say that's true I suppose young people just need to know where to look because there are jobs out there for them and it's just not feasible for everyone to just move to London when they're ready to start their careers 
So I know you mentioned Northern Voices before. If you could just elaborate or tell me if there's anything else interesting that you're working on right now, any other programs that you're working on for Tech North. So I'll just do a little bit more about Northern Voices because it is—it's been an absolute dream job, I have to say. Um, so yeah, we got um, we got uh, more than eighty applications in a week for the program, and um, it was quite hard to sell in to people at first because, um, you know, we are—you um, know—it's not digital training. We're not training people to do digital jobs. So why would you train people with medium public speaking skills? For me, um, you know, it's a bit of a—it's creating a kind of network and a network effect. Um, you know, if um, we empower loads of people to talk about digital, to talk about digital in the north, to talk about um, digital jobs in the north, you know, that's that's twenty eight people on top of me who are who are who are doing my job for me essentially, um, and um, it's just been so 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 fantastic to see. We've got a WhatsApp group, um, uh, obviously, which you, which you can't see, where the women have started sharing opportunities with each other. So we were trying to get them on stage and, and trying to get them in the media, and then they started doing it for each other. So, for example, Chelsea from Liverpool Girl Geeks is, is having uh, one of the other Northern Voices to come and speak at her event in September. Beautiful. Um, and yeah, just stuff that um, that only creating a network can really do that. Mm. Um, and um, you know, they've. Um, I think what's been kind of saddest about the program is that um, people quickly go, "Oh, we'll get those women on that women in tech panel." And that was not what I wanted to do. I want them to be talking about their expertise. We've got Jane uh, Tyler, who's the MD of a company which um, builds forecasting technology for bakeries. So essentially, supermarkets aim to waste about 30 to 40% of the baked goods that they make every single day, which is ridiculous. And food waste is a you know, grotesque problem that we yeah. suffer from um, in the West. Um, and um, she started building, building this little company. She's won a contract now with Marks and Spencers, and she's got loads of interest from from global supermarket chains. Um, and um, you know, she's just in York, and she's just you know, she's just Jane. She's just uh, just going about her uh, her everyday business, uh, and she's fantastic. She's now now looking for investment, and um, you know, it's a real real you know northern star essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, we've got somebody like Chelsea runs her own company, Liverpool Girl Geeks, um, which creates those networks which mean that more and more people get skills how great is that and then we've got you know you've got technical people um uh, anna uh, smith who now works at the bbc 18 months ago she was a lawyer and she is now a junior software engineer at the bbc and what she did was realize okay i was pushed into a job job because people understand what lawyers do and she wasn't happy with what she was doing she retrained uh with a course called makers academy um, and 18 months later, she went to the BBC. Like, you know, what an absolute fairy tale story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now she gives back, but crucially, yeah. um, you know, they say um, that they do say um, to. Um, uh, like, send the elevator back down. Yeah, send the elevator back down. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. So she now works with Code 4000, which trains prisoners in uh, Emergencies Prison Humber mm-hmm. for digital skills, give them something to do, give them a skill set that's really in demand. Sweet. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and a new thing that she's setting up in Manchester called Code Your Future which is um, uh, Code of Futures from London, they realised that actually the place with the most refugees and asylum seekers um, within one hour's travelling distance in the UK is Manchester. We did a little bit of data analysis for them on, the, on that fact, and it's, and it's true. Um, and Code Your Future um, trains refugees uh, and asylum seekers to code. Um, you know, they get gifted kind of expenses for travelling from certain companies, and obviously then the companies have access to a load of really talented people who've, you know, against so many different odds, made it over here and are building lives. They're multilingual mm-hmm. and, you know, really, really smart people. Um, and so Anna is one of, the, one of the volunteers with those. So we've just got such an incredible load of peop- women um, who probably didn't really think that they had anything to say and they're just super smart and all they needed was a little bit of a bump yeah. and actually a little bit of a group of other people to talk to about stuff you know so when they asked 
they get asked to go on a manel, an all-male panel, at short notice. They can come into our Northern Voices chat and go, oh, you know, should I do it? Should I not do it? Is it better to be there? Is it better to, you know, shame them? Um, I love and, that phrase, manel. Oh, yes. Um, check it out on Twitter. It's, um, is it a hashtag? Yeah, hashtag manel. Yeah, yeah. And it's a global phenomenon, you know, mm. and, and so Northern Voices is aiming in part to, to, to stop to change the business culture that thinks that, that only having men sitting on a panel is an acceptable yeah. representation of, of, of business. Um, you know, but it's a real, real challenge just to change business culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, that's some, some of the challenges that we face and some of the ongoing work that we're doing is around, um, you know, we don't want to be tokens. Um, we don't want um, them to have to pay out, get out of their pocket to come and help somebody out at the last minute. Um, we've got a woman, um, uh, Diane Meddle, who's um, disabled uh, on our programme and we need events producers to know mm-hmm. that if they want events to be truly accessible, they've got to make sure that accessibility um, and inclusion is, is at the top of their list, not the thing that they think of last. Yeah. And so we're going to have a piece of research which comes out about Northern Voices, which is um, which is going to give us more of an idea of those additional things that we hadn't quite expected yeah. when we started. Uh, in terms of other exciting stuff, um, uh, Upskill has just finished as well, and we're about to launch an index which essentially um, uh, measures how alternative skills providers um, measure up to like the national curriculum. So if you as a learner were going to go and do something like North Coders, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to spend some money, you're going to spend some time, um, you know, what kind of level of qualification are you going to get coming out at the end of it? So we're about to launch an index, which has never been done before, which actually measures all of these companies against each other so people can start to see, you know, have a bit of um, uh, clarity um, on the alternative training market so that you can see, you know, should I go to university or yeah. should I just do North Coders and be, be a software engineer in 12 weeks? Oh, that's amazing. Um, yeah, and I've seen like male panels about women, but with no women on the panels. Mm. Like that's how insane it is. Mm. But yeah, I think that's really amazing work that you're doing. So my last question, and it is a big one, is if you had to say what would be your biggest achievement so far in life? Like what is it the one thing that you've managed to do that you're most satisfied with? I'll tell you my most hilarious one to date. Um, okay. It only just happened. So I used to do an economics podcast called the Weekly Economics Podcast. Um, but perhaps maybe my best achievement was that we got um, we got a British Podcast Award um, for our hilarious um, look at um, economics and making economics more accessible to more people. Mm-hmm. Um, conversely to that, um, uh, when I moved up north, I wasn't doing the podcast anymore, but I felt like I'd learned a lot and I thought I should do something with that. So I put myself in for an economics A-level. Um, uh, and I sat down and I got the textbook and then I, I, I read a few pages, worked out how long that had taken me and then kind of in my, in my mind worked out how long it would take me to read the entire book. Yeah. Um, and um, it's the new A-levels where all, it's just three exams at the end of two years um, and um, so it's, um, it only cost me £90 to put myself in for the exam. So kind of like, you know, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Um, it would have cost me £300 to do distance learning, which was probably too expensive for me just having a laugh. Yeah. Um, and there isn't really any such thing as night school anymore, so you can't, you know, as an adult um, like me, put your, you know, go and learn, which mm-hmm. would have been ideal, but you, you can't really do that anymore. That's certainly not for, for a low cost. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the ridiculous thing was that it's really hard to learn two years' worth of um, economics in um, what turned out to be about three weeks. Because I'd put my time in the diary and then obviously it really, really slipped. And then suddenly I was like, oh, crikey, it's very soon. I had to start learning this economics. Yeah. Open the books, good God. And it was like, I know about broad concepts, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and a lot of the kind of, um, you know, the, the ideologies, um, uh, uh, particularly because I've spent, you know, years um, watching the news, listening to Radio 4, top mm-hmm. tip, listen to Radio 4, everybody. <laughs> um, 
and it was really hard. Uh, there was, lo- I, you know, picked up a calculator for the first time in ten years, um, and um, you know, graphs. Uh, it's just all sorts of stuff that I just had no, no, re- no real starting point. Yeah. Just had to do it, and nobody to ask. Yeah. And so, in the end, I ended up getting an E. <laughs> Which is about 40, which is better than a U. Yeah, yeah, which is about forty to forty nine percent. Yeah, um, which That's is still like you're okay. Mm, yeah, so so I pretty much learned half of the syllabus um, in three weeks, mm-hmm. um, and I, I can tell you which half because I know which which book I didn't read. So you only read one book. Uh, oh, well, I, I got about half the way through the first book, and then I was like, "What is this second book all about?" I opened the second book, and it was like. Forget everything that you learned from the first book. All this stuff is way harder, and here it is. Aww. And so it was just—I give myself this it was incredibly ridiculous task. And yeah. obviously, when I say it, people are like, "Oh, how did that level go?" and I say I got an E, it doesn't sound great. Yeah. Um, but I learned loads and loads of stuff that I didn't actually know that much about before. And um, the price elasticity of demand, WTF. Um, uh, but you know, it's not an A, and perhaps I would go in next year and and try. Could try it thing. again. Yeah. 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 But um, I, I you know I love to learn. And again, again, that's something that I would say to people, you know, just be interested in everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I've just moved to Liverpool and I'm like, I'm going to the two cathedrals tomorrow. Um, I've been to the Blue Coat just to find out what's going on there. All the buildings have, you know, uh, date stamps on them. It's such a a historic place. Um, And um, yeah, so I, yes, got an award and then did a fail. Well, not a fail, (laughs) a pass. A pass, pass. technically. Technically a bad pass, yeah. Yeah. Um, So um, that's... So it wasn't, yeah. So I said my Economics best. Economics is really hard there. Yes, it's it. Well, yeah, no, it's, it's kind of it's putting names to stuff that you under that you that you already understand. You mm. know, if, if you just think of an individual or a firm, you can kind of appreciate what they, um, you know, making buying decisions and how they did how they decide yeah. what to buy, what to invest. You in, can follow the stuff. logic to like a certain point, and then yes. it's like kind of like names of theories and stuff, and like names of things. Yeah, and then, 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 and like then you get yeah, <laughs> um, and then they put maths in there. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I, 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 I could have with more time, perhaps with a teacher, I could have got it. Yeah. Um, and all those kids, I was like, kids are stupid. Kids aren't stupid. Kids are sitting for two years listening to somebody tell them how to do these exams. Yeah. I was just like, well, I'll probably just, you know, write. See what happens. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I guess my best achievement maybe would be winning the podcast award. Um, but really, the, the achievement with podcasters that we thought it was. Um, we thought people wanted to know about this kind of stuff, and they did. We got hundreds of thousands of listens um, uh, to people talking about, um, you know, why private debt is is the growing ticking time bomb that nobody talks about, mm-hmm. um, or um, you know, uh, Hayek um, and the Chicago School of of, of, of um, Economists. So yeah, so I loved doing that podcast. It was a crazy idea. We made economics funny. That was probably my best achievement of the last five years. Okay. Well, thank you for talking to us, Kirsty. It's been great, like listening to you all about Northern Voices and everything. And I'll be sure to put all the details for Tech North and Northern Voices program in the description. But thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It is so great to hear about initiatives like Northern Voices and the work Tech North does, and that people do realise there is more to the UK than just London, and that the North has so much to offer the world. If you want to know more about Tech North and their programmes, or if you want to get involved in Launch 22, or even appear on our Talk 22 podcast, all the relevant links will be in the description box.